Okay, today we are concluding this chapter, and we're continuing the second technique to remove this stone-like apathetic heart. We said this technique, which is good for an emotional person, which is really good for an angry person, is to pour anger on the evil inside of you, on your evil inclination, on your animal soul, to scream at it loudly, passionately. You're blocking me from seeing God. You're denying the truth. God should be visible. Why don't I see him? Because of you. Now, why are we saying this? Because truly, that is the situation. God should be visible to us. And why don't we see God? Because of this non-substantial thing that appears as, as if it has so much substance. And that's why evil is compared to darkness. Because what's darkness? Is darkness tangible? Darkness is the absence of light. And that's why the presence of light dispels darkness. And that's evil. The presence of godliness still spells evil because evil is the absence of revealed godly energy. So one could say, wait a minute. Evil has no existence? It's all illusionary darkness stuff? So there's so many things in this world that are evil. We must have a lot of power to vivify all these things. So that I've explained that every item in this world is merely transferring the energy from God, meaning everything is truly being energized by godliness. And God, for his major game plan here, allows some things to go through the films and layers of evil as if evil has all this power, again, in order to ultimately bring us to the test. And that's why. The one thing that evil seemingly has the most power over is us. It seems very, very real, the challenge to us. It doesn't seem like a fake-out challenge. It doesn't seem like we're just not, you know, we're, we're being fooled. It seems there's a lot of substance to evil over us specifically. And God set it up that way. Because there should be a reality to the challenge so that we realistically work very hard dash down evil from its supposed power. And that's the reason why it exists. And that's the reason why God gives it so much power. These are borrowed powers. These are God's energies that God is allowing evil to have temporarily to arouse us to fight back hard. And when we fight back hard, God steps in as well, and he removes whatever powers and abilities he gave evil. Because it was never hers in the first place. It was just a ploy. It was just a technique for my soul to strengthen herself and to respond with muscles. To respond with muscles, I need to respond by something real. So therefore, God gave reality and substance to this darkness. But as soon as I elicit the desired effect, God removes the reality and substance. And that's why truly, if one would really, really, really have such passionate them in screaming and despising the evil inside of them, it temporarily would cease to exist. Because it only exists because we vivify it by our belief in it. And if we're consciously removing any belief in it, it has no ability to exist. And when it's gone, I truly would see God. Because the only reason I don't is because it's blocking me. So the other here is saying, the technique is scream, and then screaming will crumple the forces of evil that are blocking your belief in God. And your belief will come shining forth. It might sound like too good to be true. 
Like, really? That's all I need to do? So the Rebbe gives a very long example. If you're looking inside, it's almost almost an entire page, or a good three quarters of a page of a Tanya, writes in tremendous detail this example, which means it's very, very important, though I will say it very briefly, that when the Jews were in the desert and they sinned with the sin of the spies, which means the spies came back and they gave a bad report, a scary, ominous report about the land of Israel and the giants and the powers of the people there, and all the people were like, oh, that's it, God can't do it, there's 31 kings, okay, against Egypt he had some powers, but 31 kings and all these giants, God can't do it, we are doomed. And they cried, and that's it, and we're done, and they didn't believe in God. Then Moses comes, and Moses doesn't do any miracles. He doesn't do anything to prove God's strength. Rather, he screams at them. He screams and screams at them with very harsh words of rebuke for their lack of belief in God. And then what happens when he finishes describing how furious God is at them? They're like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 let's go to Israel. Well, what happened? You didn't believe God could do it. Moses comes and tells you how mad God is at you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, let's go to Israel. Like, how did that give you belief? He didn't do anything to prove to you God's powers. What happened here? That's very simply. But you always believe in God. When they were crying and, and oh, we're doomed and our children are doomed and underneath all that doom, doom, was also belief in God, but it was blocked by the evil inside of them. So the screaming, Moses' harsh words, was to smash away the power of that evil that was gripping their hearts. And when that evil was dismantled, was smashed away, what comes forth? Belief in God. The Rebbe says it's a very practical lesson for every one of us, which possibly is why the Rebbe takes so long giving over this example and all the details. For us to really get this in our minds, every one of us believes in God absolutely. And if there's ever a time when you doubt your belief in God and you think maybe you don't believe in God, no, that's garbage. That's the evil that's trying to overcome you. You believe, and the evil inside of you that's trying to get you to not believe actually also believes she's just doing her job. This is what God wants of her, that she should test you, torment you a bit. She should confuse you. All of this is in order to have a much stronger belief in God and for you to overcome it and for you to develop the muscles. It's like you're the swimmer training with weight. So when we take up the weights, you can fly over the water. So all of those voices mocking belief in God and expressing disbelief in God are voices designed for you to believe even more in God. So smash away those voices with this anger, with this emotion. And when those voices are smashed away, you know what comes forth? Enormous belief in God. Because every one of us absolutely believes in God. Even when we think we don't, under the we don't, we all believe in God. And the forces of evil that are bringing us to not believe in God also believe in God.